Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You can start whenever. Oh, yeah, because you're recording. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 139 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast presented by Overdrive. This is Adam, and I've got Jill here as well. Hey, Jill. Hi. What's going on? Not much. How are you? I am doing well. You just had some fun. I did just have some fun. We um, recorded an episode when I with some of our coworkers, um, Megan, Kristen, and Emma, who have all been on the show before. Um, when I presented the idea to them, it was supposed to be mysteries. It ended up being a lot of suspense and thriller. Okay, so that's kind of fun. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bunch of if you like those kinds of books and the suspense thriller, there are some mysteries. Um, we do have our fun, cozy mystery titles at the end. So excited always, for that. Always a classic part. Um, but yeah, so if you enjoy those kind of books, this will definitely be the episode for you. Yeah, I know that um, when we first started the podcast, we had a lot more of these like genre-specific uh, recommendation shows. And I think you actually pointed out, like, this is almost like a throwback Thursday episode in the sense that a, a year ago to the day almost was when the last time we did one of these particular ones with, with Emma and, yes. and everyone that was in there. Uh, we're going to try and get back to doing a lot more of those. I know some of our Thursdays have been a little different with a couple interviews and stuff like that. Um, but between different genres, which we haven't talked about for a while now, and then you and I doing our monthly ones, and then having people like Nancy Pearl on every once in a while, I think we'll be able to get a whole bunch more frequent book recommendations. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, if people want to get a hold of us, they can go on Twitter and search for at ProBookNerds. And they can also email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. That's Jill and I. Let us know what you think. Yeah, I'm excited. I actually haven't even listened. You just got done recording. Just got done recording. So I'm excited yeah. to listen to everything that you guys talked about. It was about. fun. And I, I got a whole bunch of books for myself to, to it, read. It works out better when you're in with Emma and Kristen when they do their cozy mysteries because that's like. Those, those are probably my favorite things in the world is the names of those. And I laugh so hard that it's not great for a podcast. So it was probably better that you were in here for that. They're just me. so funny. I know. They're so great. They're punny. All the puns. <laughs> <laughs> and that was actually Nancy Pearl had a one of the, one of the ones she talked about. I can't remember off the top of my head. I believe but she did. She had kind of a punny cozy mystery as well. So cool. Yeah. All right. Anything else people should know beforehand? Do we want to talk about Libby? We haven't talked about uh, Libby in a while. Sure, we can. Absolutely. Uh, if you guys have not heard us talk about this before, Overdrive has a new app called Libby. It's We've had people ask us kind of what the difference is, and we talked about it a little bit last episode, but basically it's a all-new user experience. It's a lot uh, more streamlined. The searching is a lot better. There's a lot more interactive stuff you can do where you can get book recommendations much easier in the app and all that good stuff. So um, love for you guys to download Libby. It's a... I don't want to say it's a way better experience than Overdrive because we like the Overdrive app as well, but it's an improved uh, end user experience. I think yeah. people really like it. I love Libby. I, yeah. Download Libby. Jill's hair even kind of looks like Libby's. I do kind of look like Libby a little bit. Yeah. she. Ha- we have an inner office instant messenger tool, and your picture is you looking like Libby. It's fantastic. Yes, it is. Our CEO loves it. Yes, he does. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Nope. That's it. All right. Cool. I'm excited as well. So I hope you guys all enjoy this genre-specific episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. And welcome to this week's episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. This is Jill. With me today, I have three of our favorite guests. I have Emma, Kristen, and Megan with me. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. So today we are talking mysteries, which we have not done this in like a year. I went back and looked. It's been a really long time. It's been a really long time. It's It's been a while. It was so easy for me to find things I hadn't talked about yet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so many books. (laughs) That's probably why. Yeah. We haven't done this in a while. (laughs) That would explain that. So yeah, we are talking um, mystery 
thriller, all that kind of genre stuff. So what has everyone been reading recently? Uh, Okay, I'm going to admit, as much as I generally read thriller and mystery, I've been in a little bit of a rut. So there are a lot of books I am very excited to read. Uh, but haven't yet read. The most recent book that I read that definitely fits in this vein was Paula Hawkins' new book, Into the Water. I think everyone anticipated that it would be a huge hit. Uh, It was really interesting, lots of different viewpoints, definitely some unreliable narration. Um, And I actually really enjoyed Into the Water a lot more than Girl on the Train. What's the plot of that one? That one is basically about um, this small town in England, and this woman ends up uh, dead in the river. Uh, And so a lot of the different perspectives that you sort of get from the book um, are either people that interacted with this woman, like what led to her death, and then it also addresses other mysterious deaths of women in this same river so you kind of have like jumping through time jumping from perspectives it's really really interesting um my only gripe is that there are a lot of different perspectives um especially from the get-go you're like wait who is this who is this person who is this other person Mm -hmm. um but once you kind of figure out what everyone is doing um, and how they sort of fit in. I thought it was a really interesting story. I read it pretty quickly. Uh, the cover art is beautiful. Um, but it was really good. It was definitely compelling. And I think people that liked her first book or other books in that vein will definitely just eat that book up. Well, that was on my list. So it's well, one less for me to talk about. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Um, let's see. What have I read recently? Um... I, well, I finally read Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Yes. Oh, so I haven't good. read that one. And yet. then I read The Breakdown. Yes. Oh, I haven't <laughs> read The Breakdown yet. I'm still on hold <sighs> forever, I think, for that so one. So good. I actually just got my notification that it came through. The Breakdown? The Breakdown. Oop, yeah. yeah. So. Did you, like, put yourself on hold for that, like, I don't know, before it even came out? I like, did because it came out in the U.K. in January uh, or February. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I went in and knew that it was coming out six months later. Okay, yeah, 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 sort of take advantage of knowing that. Exactly. What did you think of Behind Closed Doors? Oh, it was so good, but it freaked me out oh, so yeah. much. Like, that was an intense book. Well, especially as you are engaged. Yes, I'm engaged. So, yeah, not the best book to read yeah, shortly exactly. after getting engaged. Not that I'm concerned. But I have read that one. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm just remembering it. And, yes, I... My friend yesterday asked me, um, what should I read? And she's getting married this week. This. And that. so I sat there being like, I'm going to hold off on this until maybe a month or two into her marriage yeah. <laughs> so that she knows whether or not. Because oh, it is a classic, yeah. how well do you really know someone? Yes. Like I finished up the book and I just looked at my husband and I was like, you're not allowed to change. <laughs> or if, I mean, you can, we're all going to change, but like, don't turn out to be a psychopath. Please I listened to that. That book while I was at work and Emma was out of the office and so I was texting her furiously being like oh my goodness did you know this is happening right now and she's like whoa things are crazy like leave me alone Kristen <laughs> well, like, without revoil- revealing revoiling that's not a word sorry right. more coffee without revealing any spoilers to you as you were listening to it I could really only be like, I know, it's crazy. I like to think that you were reliving it while I was texting you and telling you what was going on. I get a little bit of PTSD. Yeah. Because, yeah, you read that just as a newlywed. I read that about two weeks before the wedding. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I I remember reading it in, like, in one sitting in, you know, an evening and feeling so tense the entire time because – you're so frustrated that no one else is picking up on this like perfect couple that is clearly not perfect and has something else going on and you're just like why is no one noticing this poor woman i'm so stressed out i know cuz you like you would you would think as a person i'm a, i'm an observant person and i would hope that i would pick up on those clues but i don't know yeah yeah it's amazing what you can talk yourself out of right right it's fine 
that's not that's, no- that's yeah, not weird that's, that's not weird that's totally normal you know because you do see those couples who do seem perfect well and that transitions me into a book that i just finished about a week ago called my husband's wife yes by oh. jane Corey. have you read this one emma i it's sitting at my desk okay. uh in my to read pile so please tell me what you so, thought this is just it's a really good story about a woman who she meets this kind of this perfect guy of course classic. and <laughs> classic meeting a perfect guy and they're married like two months later real whirlwind courtship type thing like and we're married and it's great and she suddenly starts to notice that things might not be as great as she thinks that they are um and meanwhile we're getting kind of a a story of her it's told in two parts um and then there's a story of a neighbor girl who is nine she lives with her mom who is an italian immigrant and uh her life is is rather difficult as well because it's hard to be uh, this takes place in london uh but it's hard to be kind of an outsider so she's just she's this little girl that thinks that she's deserving of all of these different things and she's being bullied but she also is a little bit of a bully herself, even if she won't admit it. Mm-hmm. You know, she kind of, she's a bit into, she wants she wants all these things in life. And then back to um, Lily, who is the, the adult, the main character of that. Um, she uh, is noticing these things are kind of funky in her marriage, but she kind of tries to push them under the rug because it's all new and different. And she is a young um, attorney and is also uh, helping to an appeal of a man who was convicted of murdering his girlfriend in a very violent fashion. And they have this connection that's really, really weird. So it's one, um, and then so we kind of play through that story, and then we come back to kind of present day. I don't want to get too much into the details because... A lot of it would be super, super spoily. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, yeah, lots of secrets, lots of how do these two stories fit together? How does this convict fit into things? Who is, um, and then like, you know, the second half, she and her husband have their own child who has his own issues. And it's all, it's very intriguing. I'm probably selling it really poorly, <laughs> but, um, but it's really, really, really good. I, uh, it's, it's one that I did not read in one sitting because it just was not possible for me to read it in one sitting. Not that it's excessively long. It's just, I had other stuff to do. Um, but I probably, I easily could have just because you're like, how does this all fit? What's going on? Ah, so really loved my husband's wife. And that seems to be, I don't have quite as much stuff right now that is all the, the the bad marriages as I did (laughs) last time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that it's not still a big thing but i don't have quite as much on on the old uh, the old list of books so hmm. i can either keep going or we can throw it over to Kristen. <sighs> well sure i'll talk about um let's see there have been a couple that i've read well the last one i read that was like a thriller was uh the woman in the window by aj finn and that one's actually coming out in january so sorry guys you're gonna have to wait on that for a couple of months um but that is the story of this woman who is agoraphobic and it comes out throughout the story she didn't used to be and it this just kind of came on suddenly because of a situation that happened in her life um, and she's also a child psychologist. And so it starts off and each chapter is a different day. And you just kind of learn about her and learn about what she does on a daily basis to pass the time. She's an alcoholic on top of being on all these, you know, pills for her condition. And then she watches the neighborhood is one of the things she does. She knows the movements of all of her neighbors. And she notices when a new family moves in across the street. And suddenly when someone in that house gets murdered. Um, and she calls the police and the police don't believe her. 
very rare window. It is a extremely rare window. And actually, this book is very much uh, old Hollywood thriller. Mm. And one of her favorite things, the main character's favorite things, is to watch these black and white thrillers. Mm. And so there are definitely pieces of Rear Window and a couple of other movies that she actually talks about throughout this book reflected in the narrative. It was really good. It took, I think it was like I was about 100 pages before any action actually happened. Mm -hmm. So it is a slow burn novel. Again, Mm -hmm. kind of same vein as those black and white Hollywood thrillers. Uh, So really good. I think that this is going to be a a pretty big book in the new year. So look forward to that one. I'm waiting for it on Edelweiss. So you're listening approver of Edelweiss titles but we've got another, another book with a woman girl yeah. in the river yes. in the water yes this is at least Winter. woman though at yeah. least yeah. step up woman. from girl mm-hmm. that is yeah. true yeah um let's see did you guys read well speaking of titles like that uh the girl before by jp delaney anybody read that one? i did not oh okay so it's um this this couple moves in to this house um it's like a big glass house and the person that they're renting from has all sorts of really weird rules oh i did read this one sorry (laughs) i read so much guys i know you do it's okay (laughs) i am Um, megan i am so awesome uh, i read all the time i've read a hundred books between now and this one yeah i think you read it in january yeah i think so i oh february oh okay Anyway, back to Okay, so uh, yeah, so they they rent this house, and um, there's just all these like very weird rules involving the guy they're renting from, and um, he's got this like very minimalistic house, and they can't have like stuff out, and there's weird like cameras, and it's very bizarre. Anyway, um, but so there's two stories going on. There's there's a couple who move in, and then there's um, a couple or a, a single woman who moves in later and is sort of going through the whole same thing with all the weird rules and it's it's sort of like how you're talking about Megan about how you're not quite sure how the yeah. stories connect and um it's it's super bizarre and just yeah very kept anxious like the whole time like mm-hmm. oh my gosh what's gonna happen what's gonna happen like how do these all kind of fit together and uh it was good. And my life is like not necessarily full of clutter, but reading this yeah. book made me feel like a hoarder. Right. And I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not. Like if you were to walk into my house right now, like it's, believe it or not, pretty clean at the moment uh, because we haven't been there much. <laughs> but like it's, yeah, very much like if you, I feel like, I mean, the house is definitely a character in the story. And as somebody with an interest in architecture, um, I really appreciated just all of those descriptions and it of like the actual physical space. And I'm normally like a character over a setting person in my books, which mm-hmm. I'm sure I've said on this podcast many times. Um, so I did appreciate that like the you really like the house for all it not, you know, it's not haunted or anything. No spoilers, but it's, you know, it's a house. Right. Um, but the house is very much it's just it is essential to the story. And it's just, yeah, very stark and very just nothing right just like huh so yeah it's a great i i'm totally on board with that yeah it was good (laughs) it was good sort of in the vein again of woman girl girl's daughter i have to mention the good daughter (gasps) karen slaughter's book that comes out i can't wait i believe in two weeks it's i think it's soon yeah um very soon i am so excited for this book, for people to read this book, um, Karen Slaughter wrote one of Megan and I's favorite books um, that we talked about, I think maybe last year on this podcast, Pretty Girls. Um, and so for her to have a kind of a new standalone, well, I don't know if it's a standalone, but sort of not her detective series books. Um, I'm so pumped about this book. Um, so this book is about two girls Um that live sort of this sort of small town life, mom, dad, um, in this small town, and actually they're attacked and their mother um, dies. And obviously their father's really shocked by that and upset. Um, And then fast forward, they keep pressing, fast forward 28 years later, um, 
when similar violence comes back to town, how it affects these people um, and how it affects her and kind of going back to that horrible place that she was in when she was younger um, and isn't able to suppress any of those things that she didn't want to remember. So I'm really, really excited to talk about this book after it's out um, so that people can talk about it and obsess about it. Um, I'm super, super excited. Have you read it? I have read, to be fair, half of this okay. book. <laughs> no, um, that's okay. I was just Because curious. the struggle is real, ladies and gentlemen. I keep interrupting myself with new books. Um, but I've read half of this book, and I will say, so far, I really like it. Um, so I would definitely recommend. And okay. I will circle back once I've finished it um, and chat about it with the rest of you guys. Yeah, I read um, Pretty Girls over the summer. Oh, it, that was it so was good. It was horrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was horrifying, but so, but so good. good. It's one that I find about half, of, maybe a little bit more than half, of the people that I recommend it to after they read it. They're like, what was that garbage? Like, it's just, it's, uh, yeah. That, that's it's Like, I love it. Hit or miss. Yeah, because it is so... What is it that they don't like about they it? They don't like the, the, violence, the violence, especially oh, the, well. the sexual nature of the violence. Like, it's oh. just... Oh, that's fair. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, yeah, I, it's I recommended really it intense. to. I re- my problem is I recommended it to my aunt, who then ha- picked it as her book club selection, oh. and she got a lot of flack. So, like, I loved it. Obviously, you know, and I, I've read some of her other uh, books after that, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm in line for this one. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're not into that type of stuff, oh. yeah, it, not, not into it per se. If you have trouble reading it. I would have. Yeah, it. it is hard to read, though, and it could definitely not be for everyone. No, but it, that's it yeah. is very compelling. That's fair. Really like that book in particular really like kept you intrigued. The yeah, whole it, time. Um, it the it reminded me of, of um the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's sort of in that vein of violence. Mm-hmm. So if that wasn't really your <sighs> thing. Well, speaking of violence towards women, um, <laughs> just right. a casual segue. Uh, the book "The Dark Room" by Jonathan Moore. Uh, that one I read last month, I think. And this one is a detective mystery. And I realized as I was reading it that I don't read one detective mysteries and two a lot of mysteries with uh, male protagonists. Oh. Yeah, because a lot of times I'll read a thriller where it's a female is, you know, the protagonist or cozies. Or, or. the exception, because I know we're all eagerly awaiting, and oh. we'll get back, the Robert Galbraith Cormor and Strike book four. Yes. But anyways, yes, we're all waiting back. Impatiently. We'll circle we'll back to that. Yeah. We'll circle back. Um, so The Dark Room is about this detective who it starts off and – he and his partner are unearthing, um, or I don't, I forget what it's called when you dig up a grave. Exhume. Exhume. Thank you. There's the word. I'm a librarian. I should know these things. Um, but I'm also a librarian, so I can yeah, help so you. Yeah, so you do know these things. <laughs> um, so they're exhuming a grave, and he gets a call that the mayor, it, this takes place in California, the mayor um, needs him there right away. So he goes to see the mayor and the mayor is being blackmailed by an unknown person um, with these four photos of this woman who, you know, is beautiful, beautiful woman. And it's showing her like she there's be a gun being held to her and she's really, really frightened. And so the note on it is something like, you know what you did. You need to like come forward or something like that. And so the mayor is denying any knowledge of it. And so the detective has to figure out, one, who is this woman? And two, who's blackmailing this guy? And does the mayor actually know anything about it and is just hiding things? So it's a really, really great story. Um, There is a secret fraternity that comes out in it. And yes, yes, everyone (laughs) loves a secret fraternity. Um. And I was surprised by where it went and same thing, kind of how things connected in it that you didn't, you didn't see that happening. Um, but it was really good. I suggested it. I think it was my summer pick 2017 for our in-office suggestions. So I really enjoyed it. And again, this is typically not a genre I read except for 
Cormoran Strike, who I very much enjoy. And I'm very much awaiting the yes. new book. What's the name of the new book? It's called Lethal White, and I feel bad talking about it when it doesn't have any publication information at no, all. That's okay. But um, well, it's got a title. That's a start. It's got that, the you know what? That's better than a lot of things. We know she's <laughs> working on it. I'm hopeful maybe this fall, end of the year. Um, she keeps getting interrupted with other various Harry Potter, Fantastic Beasts endeavors. Um, but I cannot wait for the fourth book. Especially this wait has been longer than any of the others. And yes. I'm anxious. And on a cliffhanger. Yes. No spoilers, on but on a huge cliffhanger. <laughs> so it's been almost two years. Yeah, um, two years in October. This fall that we will not have had a new book. And we know there's at least six more. Uh, on the pike, so I'm hoping that she gets in her writing groove and hurries up. See, I didn't know that. I tried reading the first one, and I just... The audiobook narrator is amazing. I just couldn't get into it. All right, maybe I'll try the audio. Try the audio. Or skip book one. (laughs) Well, that kind of seems like cheating. Read book two. (laughs) See how you feel. Okay. I think think. there's... She... As an author, really does love exposition, mm-hmm. and I know like the same thing for the like first Harry Potter book. That some people found it like to be a, there's a lot of world building, sure. Um, and even though this takes place in contemporary ish London, mm-hmm. uh, she still there's a lot of a lot of scene setting. Yeah, and while there definitely is still the compelling mystery to the cuckoo's calling, uh-huh. um, <laughs> sorry, they, it's the audiobook. The audiobook now. narrator cuckoo. Um, or the cuckoo's calling, as we would say here in the states. Um, it's it's definitely there's a lot of a lot of background and a lot of getting to know the main characters and the, you know what their their stories are and where they are. So I would almost say that you could probably get away with not reading the first book. Okay. If um and like this, they just they're getting progressively better. The third one also was more violent. Oh yes. Oh great. But, no, I'm oh. totally desensitized to that sadly, so that's fine with me. <laughs> the third one was phenomenal. I think it's my favorite book. Uh and that was that was... the one with the stalker dude? The yes. Yes. Okay. Who's a, a serial killer. Correct. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Page. Um that was Career of Evil by Robert Galbraith. Um Oh, it was so good. It. I remember reading either J.K. Rowling's Twitter or an interview or something, and she said that this book, writing that book, gave her nightmares um, because of kind of how intense it was and how immersed she was in writing that. Um, yeah, because so, there are chapters from the serial killer's point of view. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love those. Um, yeah. Again, I'm totally desensitized to this stuff. So. Right. Luckily, they were only to... like a page or two because uh, they Ugh. were hard to read. Yeah. Okay. It was creepy. When you're trying to figure out because um, Cormoran suspects that this person um, who's sort of targeting him and um, wreaking havoc all over London and whatnot is one of three people. Um, so you kind of know from the beginning that it's probably one of these men that he suspects. Um, and so when you have sort of the perspective from Cormoran and then you do have the chapters from, you know, this mystery serial killer, you're trying to piece together what you've learned in the Cormoran chapters and kind of compare, okay, well, who do I think this would be out of, you know, what I've learned? And I actually did not guess correctly. Um, I think... Maybe Megan, you guessed right when we were talking about it. You knew who it was, but I—that's I, what I like about the books—is that I feel like you can, you know, pick up on it. Um, and she does lay things out for you, you know, fairly clearly. And then when I went back, I was like, oh, of course. Um, but that it still keeps you intrigued, and you don't, you know, I was surprised at the end. Um, and I know that Megan knew who it was, so you can definitely get, you know, different experience depending on how you read those types of books. I still loved it though. It was fantastic. I really like the trope of kind of having again when it's the sewing things together and everything's laid out for you you just have to figure it out on your own but Mm -hmm. I find that I'll I'll do a quick guess and then I'm just like just tell me the answer just get me there (laughs) but I really I really really enjoyed it. Yeah I'm actually looking back to when we last talked about this um, subject on the podcast one of the books that was on our upcoming books 
um, list was The Trespasser with Tom of French. Yes. And I felt the same way reading that. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I had in my idea, in my head, I thought I knew who it was, and it wasn't. And I was just totally surprised. But when you go back and read it, she's really good about laying things out and having those clues. Mm-hmm. But she also th- throws those red herrings in the way that kind of throws you off a little bit. I feel like that with all of her books. Uh, yes. Where I think I know who it is. And you're like, oh, it's certainly this person. And then it's not. it's not. Or or then you do find out who it is and you're like, oh, that was so obvious. Right. Like, why didn't I That's pitch up on it? To it, be able to so, lay things out. And it's funny because I remember reading The Trespasser when it in when it came mm-hmm. out. And um, I, I thought I was like so convinced it was this one person that I was actually angry at her. Because <laughs> I was like, how did you make it so obvious? Mm-hmm. Because I'm so like I was so dead convinced it was this person, and then it wasn't, and I was just like, I don't know why I doubted you, Tana. (laughs) Never doubt the Tana. I know. I'm like I've read all of your books. I know you would not do this. Right. It's always a nice. I don't know. I like trying to think that I'm like smarter than them, but I'm definitely not. And the way that they they piece it together, so I don't know concisely and you know that it took a lot of well I would think I don't know unless it's super easy a lot of thought as to like how they're plotting everything out um, and how you get to that point so I do love ton of French books for that purpose because it's definitely a journey and I love when it like all kind of when things are like clicking into place is my favorite thing in these types of books where like the further you go you're like oh yes okay we're getting somewhere the pieces are falling into place and then you think you know, and then you don't. Right. <laughs> I know. That's what it's I a talent. Like. Talented mystery writers. It's mm-hmm. a really big skill. To um, to kind of piggyback, but not have a great transition into another <laughs> book. Um, one that I've also read recently is called Midnight at the Bright Ideas Bookstore. That's that on, my on my list. That is on my to read. Oh, Wait, yay! have you read it? No, not yet. Okay. okay. Um, so it's by I'm Matthew J. It. Sullivan. And it's a little more literary, It's but it's definitely still, like, mystery thriller um, about a girl who is uh, having a sleepover at a friend's house when she's a, a child. And while the sleepover is going on, the entire family that she is visiting is just, is brutally murdered by the hammer man. Oh, my gosh. Um, like... So, and she escapes by hiding underneath the bathroom sink and stays there like all night and then manages to, when she, you know, crawls out in the morning, there's just, you know, carnage. Uh, And we're introduced to her as an adult who is working at a bookstore in Colorado, which is back where all of this took place. Because uh, after this happened, her father whisked her away to the mountains and she changed her name and lived a very quiet kind of sheltered life. And when she became an adult, she moves back to uh, to Denver and works for this independent bookstore and is closing up one day to discover that one of her favorite patrons who uh, is a little bit down on his luck has killed himself. And so she discovers him in the process of committing suicide. And um, and then, you know, she's kind of trying to recover from this shock when it, she discovers that when it, she's informed that he has left all of his possessions to her. And kind of the mystery of, like, who he who is is Joey, this this kid who who died mm-hmm. and how does he fit into her past and what's kind of just going on and kind of discovering like what is what her past is how it relates to her future and just super twisty webs all sorts of just and it does a nice flashback thing between the two where you're kind of figuring out what happened and she's trying to unsuppress years of memories and kind of reconcile her life with her father who is always very protective of her since her mother died when she was I can't remember if she died in childbirth, but she died when she was very young. Like, if nothing else, like, zero memories of her father, who was always very protective because he lost lost his wife. And so, and he, of course, is the number one suspect for 
this murder. Uh, and also, it's really, really, really good. Very gritty, very dark, um, and just a good story. And really getting to the end is just very satisfying. And uh, yes, yeah, just very bloody as well. <laughs> I just placed it on hold, so I've you've been convinced looking me. To that yeah. yeah, I have it yeah. on hold. It has a great cover, too. It, it does. Cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything with bookstore in the title. You're yeah. Like, okay. I'm but, like, oh, great. But usually they're always like super like cozy and fun to read. But that one does not sound like a super no, cozy. No, book. it's not like one where, you know, the woman down on her luck gets a job at a bookstore and then <laughs> finds the love of her life and also changes people's lives in the journey. No, it's very much a lot of darkness. Awesome. But with um, a bright cover. Yeah. <laughs> so along the lines of children having traumatic experiences yes <laughs> good segues Kristen. thank you thank you so much uh the marsh daughters <gasps> uh, the marsh king's daughter i read that have you read it mm-hmm. um that one is by karen dion dion i don't i don't know sorry karen um <laughs> but i really love like outdoor survival and like pioneering books things like that laura ingalls wilder is one of my favorite writers um, and this, I was really surprised to find that about half of the book, it jumps from modern day back to, uh, the main character's past, uh, and that is the daughter, this Marsh King's daughter. So it goes from her mother was abducted by this man who the police called the Marsh King because he lives in the Michigan marshes. So he abducts this woman when she's like 13 years old and um, they have a child together out in the wilderness. And so this girl is raised uh, without any, you know, electricity or actually maybe they do have a lot. No, they don't. I don't think they did. No. Um, So basically she's raised to fend for herself. In, uh, you know, the northern Michigan climates and she learns her dad teaches her to hunt and fish and how to do all of this stuff on her own. And then eventually her and her mother uh, escape when she's a little bit older uh, from her father. And she just she has no idea that uh, her mother was kidnapped and that, you know, they're being held prisoner. She just doesn't know that. But eventually they do escape. And then the story uh, of her as an adult, she's a family, and her dad escapes from jail, and she knows that her dad is going to come after her and her family. So it goes back and forth between her as a little kid and the stories she has of loving her father. She loved her father because, you know, he was always there for her and, and taught her all of this stuff. But then at the same time, being an adult and learning what he did to her mother, Um, so she has this fear of him. So she knows that she's going to be the one who has to catch him because she knows all of his tricks and what he's going to do. Uh, I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was a quick read and I just, I I thought it was really a great, great read. What were your thoughts on it? No, I, I totally agree. It, uh, it definitely got me captivated Mm -hmm. and I did like how it went back and forth. Um, because, you know, you could sort of see the struggle she had as an adult with, um, you know, coming to terms with who her father was, you know, in reality, because like you said, she didn't know that they were kidnapped. Like that was just her life. And that's that was her dad. And he took her on these sort of adventures around the area and taught her to hunt and all of this stuff. And, and they had a good relationship. But then as you get older and you sort of. I, I think it's something we all sort of realize that our parents are not perfect and sort of she had a very much different, you know, like because of what her dad did. It was just yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. And I, and I did like seeing how um, she sort of used what he had taught her to her advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was good. It was really interesting. And again, I just I loved the combination of the outdoor kind of living off the land along with this thriller of you know how did they get out of this situation to begin with and then how is she going to catch her father potentially or how is the whole story going to end so yeah I enjoyed that one to do another um, 
messed up childhood into. <laughs> um, it's a theme. Got so a theme going now. This book does not come out for a while. It comes out next year at, I think, either January or February. Uh, but I got my hands on an early copy. It's called Mr. Tender's Girl. And it's by Carter Wilson. That's on my list. So. It's so good. I have a copy if you'd like to borrow it. <laughs> I will probably take you up on <laughs> okay. that. Um, so anybody who is a bit of a like true crime news junkie will remember the uh, the Slenderman attacks oh. from a few years ago in, I think, Wisconsin. Uh, that's not all that important to the actual story here. Um, but it's where a couple of a couple of young girls attacked one of their girlfriends um, in order to impress Mister uh, to impress the Slenderman, which is a you know a fictitious cartoon character from the interwebs. Um, in so Mister Tender's girl is kind of it's based on on that idea uh, where Mister Tender is a graphic novel hero or kind of an anti-hero. He stars in graphic novels and is a bartender that convinces people to to make a big choice in their life that will I will change everything. So he's he's just kind of that person if you're saddled up to the bar and you just talk to the bartender and he but he tends to always be, you know, like, well what if you could get rid of your boss? You know, all that type of stuff. Just very he he speaks to people's baser natures and makes them act out on things that they would not do normally. So it's this huge graphic novel success and the uh, the author of and the illustrator of these books um, his daughter is actually attacked by one of her friends or I guess two of her friends their sisters um, and they stab her almost to death in a park when she is a like young teen and so the book kind of opens on her as somebody else who has kind of reinvented herself um and now lives in the united states she she left england and receives this package uh with a mr tender novel that the last the final like the last call type thing and uh, with a dedication from her father, who is deceased. And just this, so clearly somebody's watching her. And, and this is right after she uh, goes on to one of the dating websites and sees that she's gotten a, rec- like, she's gotten a request to meet up from someone who identifies himself as Mr. Mr. Tender. Uh, so suddenly Mr. Tender's back in her life, and this is something that she's been hiding from for forever and she doesn't tell anyone about this like she's you know changed who she is entirely and just kind of what's what's going on who is this man is this person or woman or whomever who is who is after her and she suddenly starts to have for the first time in forever has to start watching her back again and it was just really, really good. It goes in some directions I did not expect it to. So I always enjoy a good, I don't think it's necessarily a twist because but it's more of a turn. Because uh, it's sure. not, an, like, I imagine a twist to be a more violent, like, ha, ah, but it's just like you, next thing you know, like, oh, you're, oh my gosh, we've gotten a completely different direction than I thought we were before. Um, and this is all, of course, on the light, on the, the tail end of the two girls who were, uh, who were convicted of attacking her, being released from prison. So are they after her again? Like, what's, oh, it's, but it was it was really good. Um, and it's very much not out for a really long time. So <laughs> uh, get excited. Put it in your Goodreads to read list. But um, you probably won't be able to get your hands on it for a while unless, <laughs> unless you know me because I got a copy. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really freaking really good. Oh, that does sound really, really good. good. That does sound really good. Um, a book that is not out yet, but coming out soon that I really want to read is The Lion Game by Ruth Ware. She did um, In a Dark, Dark Wood and yeah. uh, The Woman in Kevin right. 10. So this is her new one. In a Dark, Dark Wood. Is that going to be a film? Yes. yes. Okay. It was so. the one that Reese Witherspoon's production oh, company. Oh, that's right. They gobbled yeah. it up. They gobbled. <laughs> they gobbled it up. <laughs> good job, Reese. <laughs> um yeah, so the Lion Game, 
Um, it is again. I haven't read this yet, but I'm very excited for it. Um, a a woman. She's out walking her dog, um, and she comes across what her dog she thinks is a stick that her dog grabbed, but it's actually human bone. Mm. Fun fact. And um, so then uh, in this sort of the aftermath of this, um, her friends come back home to kind of help support her through all of this stuff and um in the description uh terrifying discoveries are made and their collective history slowly unravels and tackling the slipperiness of your memories the relativity of truth and the danger of obsessive friendships the line game is a gripping mystery uh, with compelling characters and resulting in an unputdownable thriller so Ooh. i'm excited for that one i liked her first two books i really liked in the dark, dark wood, and uh, the woman in cabin ten. So, I'm pumped for this one. Yeah, that's I think exciting. it comes out soon, like next month, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, can we change veins and go to cozies? our cozies? our cozies? We can talk about the cozies. Yay! We'll give everybody a break from all the crazy, yeah. all the really heavy <laughs> suspense, <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so cozies, good. cozies. Yay! Okay, so currently, uh, I am reading Once Upon a Spine yes. by Kate Carlisle. Yep, it's such a good name. And I have to see what mystery series this is in because I put it on hold at my local library, got it, and as I'm listening, or no, as I'm reading it, I'm like, gosh, it really, this really doesn't feel like the first book in a series. It really feels like, you know, there's some more backstory here. So I looked it up, and it is the 11th book in the bibliophile (laughs) mystery series. But the great thing about cozies is you can usually jump in really easily to them because they do a good job of explaining who characters are and, you know, what their past was. Um, And so this is the story so far of uh, this woman who is she works with rare books, does book binding and all of that stuff. Um, And in this one, she is looking forward to getting married to a man who I'm not going to say who it is, just in case anyone out there is going to read the whole series. I don't want to give any spoilies away, even though I spoiled it for myself. (laughs) But um, she has just run into her local natural foods market where there are two bodies lying on the floor. And one of them is still conscious or not conscious, but still alive. And the other guy has been crushed by an aisle full of cans. Mm. So we don't think he's going to make it. Um, I have a feeling this might also turn into a kind of a theft of a very old first edition of Alice in Wonderland as well, because mm. she started talking about it that at the beginning. So, uh, so far, it's pretty delightful, and I love anything, any book that talks about books, and I think that the title of this one, Once Upon a Spine, is pretty awesome. The, the other book titles in that series are pretty fun. I'm yeah. looking them up right now. <laughs> if Books Could Kill. Oh, oh, oh that's great. So Isn't that good. great? So good. That's so good. Yep. What other cozies are people reading? I am currently reading Kale to the Queen. <gasps> yes. Um, I'm on hold for that. By Thank you Nell for bringing Hampton. it up. Yes. Um, and so this is, it's the, it's just came out and it's the first book in the Kensington Palace Chef Mystery Series. Uh, so the main character is a Carrie Ann and she is an American who is from well, she's from all over, but most recently from Chicago because she likes to make a big deal about being from everywhere, but most recently from Chicago. Um, and she cooked for the uh, the Duchess of Kensington. I don't Cambridge. know. Cambridge. Cambridge. Yeah, see, <laughs> clearly I'm a big Britophile and I know these things. Yeah. Um, so she cooked for the equivalent of, of the prince and princess uh, when they were in America for a banquet. And they loved her food, so they've decided to put her on a one-year contract to come out and be their personal chef. And on her first, her first day is a bit chaotic, and she meets the handsome uh, head of security who is described as looking like a Sean Connery, James Bond. And he's a little bit Scottish, too. So, you know, oh, it just works great. out perfectly. So there's that little bit of... Because every cozy has a good little bit of romance to it. But she has a boyfriend. They're on a break, though. 
So, although they still talk on the phone, which I'm just like, boy, when I was on breaks, we just didn't talk to each other. But that's good for you. Um, So she, uh, on her second day there, discovers when she goes to the the garden to get some kale that one of her assistants is dead. Dun, dun, dun. So... There's all of that mad capness, and the uh, the head chef is named Chef Butterbottom. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. <laughs> and he's a real jerk. So, um, he's a real pain in the butterbottom. He's a real pain in the butterbottom. <laughs> well, he's really upset that this American chef got this gig. Yeah, and that she had to cook in his kitchen after they had to close hers down because it was right next to the crime scene. Oh. So he's not a real nice guy. So I'm about halfway through that. It's just, it's a ton of fun. It's really cute, and I'm really enjoying it. And um, I'm excited to see where it goes, and I, I imagine I will be reading the rest in the series when they come out. Nice. That book actually just came in uh, for me at the library, so... Like that, a physical book? No, the ebook. Yeah. Oh, so okay. that was great. So I'm glad that you gave it such a good oh. review. I'm definitely going to read it now that I've got that checked out. I've also, yeah, I can credit Kristen to it was Cozy Month or Mystery Month. Mystery Month was last month, June, uh, or, June. or I think it was I think, May. Was it May? I think it, it might was May. May. June. Yeah. Well, yeah, I decided to challenge myself to a cozy. Mm-hmm. And I asked Kristen for a recommendation, and she got me. I know that you've probably talked about the Domestic Diva. I sure have. By mm-hmm. Krista Davis on here before, but I did start the Domestic Diva series, and I absolutely loved it. It's delightful. And the the first book in that one, the first murder is done by a uh, trophy from a turkey cook-off <laughs> oh, yeah. around Thanksgiving. Sure. So that's like, yeah, you know, I'm just like, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> and I'm on, you got me. This is ridiculous. Yes. I'm uh, on the third or fourth book now in that series. So thank you, thank you're, you, Kristen, you're very welcome. for bringing me back. I'm always happy to introduce people to cozies because they're just so fun. And they're I, like fun, easy reads with murder. I also <laughs> have and cats. On, and cats usually. <laughs> there are usually cats. I also have on my loan shelf one with a cat, and that's that I'm going to be reading pretty soon called Crime and Poetry. That is the Magical Bookshop Mysteries. And there is a cat in it named Emerson, who is a tuxedo cat. Um, But it's a a woman who uh, is also from Chicago. Hey. Shout out to Chicago right now, I guess. Uh, Who is called home to take care of her grandmother who says that she is ill. And when she gets home, she finds out her grandma's fine. But she just wants her to take over her magical bookshop. Is it really like a magical book? Like grandma knows this bookshop is magic or is it like magic titles? It's magic. Okay. Um, From what all that I can, I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. But according to the description, they sell magical books about magical things. Okay. And And there's a murder in the magical bookshop. But I don't believe a murder is magical. Okay. Uh, It's not like a unicorn. No, I think it's. That would be so cool. I'm going to write one about it. You write a unicorn who ended up being the killer of like a selkie or something. Hey, man, those horns. like I know. They look scary. They do. Everyone wants to be friends with a unicorn, but they might have a temper. I have a vision of like a unicorn tapestry with like something. Like I feel like I've seen an angry unicorn from medieval, like a something sure sure but yes uh so the crime and poetry um so she has to stick around she wants to doesn't when she finds out grandma is well she wants to go back home to chicago but then this murder happens and she needs to stick around to find out who did it so that they don't indict her grandmother sure and i'm given that it is a series i think i think there's at least one more in this one right now if not two uh i'm imagining that she does stick around in the end that's excellent Emma, I just discovered one uh, new book from a cozy series, the Postmistress Mystery Series. Uh, Book three came out this year, and it's called Addressed to Kill. Uh, The other two books from this series are Death Takes Priority and Canceled by Murder, which I really enjoy the title. Canceled Um, by Murder. But Addressed to Kill is by Jean Flowers, which has to be a pen name, right? Yeah. Um, But anyways, that book came out uh, this year. It has Valentine's Day. It has love. It has murder. It has a dinner dance at the Senior Center. Um, 
So this one I just discovered and is on my to-read list. It looks fantastic, and the cover has Valentine's um, on it as well as a cat. Um, so you can't really go wrong can't with all of those things in a cozy. Signed, sealed, dead livered. Yes. Oh. I don't know. Dead it doesn't, it Not actually like a book. I, I would love to just be the person that comes up with punny titles. Yes. Right. But I am terrible at it. So if anyone out there has tips. <laughs> on how to write. On how to write punny titles. They're so good. Yeah. Let us know. Um, okay, so I know some of us have talked about some of the books forthcoming that we're excited to read, but are there any others we haven't discussed that are coming out that you know of that are on your to-read list? I um, The the Dying Game by Asa Avdik, I'm assuming yes. that's how we pronounce. Uh, that comes out, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but I think it comes out like the 1st of, of August. Uh, it's an international bestseller. Um, I have read it. <laughs> but it was, if you like, it's kind of a clue-esque where uh, there, this woman who is a kind of career bureaucrat is offered this per- huge promotion in a pseudo-dystopian future. That's where a kind of like all of Europe has become basically like Council of Friends or Council of Friendship, something with friend in the, the name. Um, so she's been offered this giant promotion she just needs to go to this house that's completely isolated, like on a little its own little island, and watch all of her other competitors for this. So she's um, to go there, meet everyone, and then pretend to die that <laughs> night. So they have like a there's a doctor who's in on it, and they're going to essentially like put her into a kind of a medically induced coma, have everybody see her dead body, and then put her away, lock her up so that she can be, you know, have a full autopsy. And then she's going to be hiding in the walls to watch how everyone reacts. And so, and just see who, oh, who starts accusing who and and all this. So it's a very, it's very good. Uh, If you like a little bit of of dystopia with your mystery i totally recommend it it's also it's a pretty quick read the author is actually a huge um swedish television news personality so she's she's a celebrity author and uh it's just it's an international bestseller it's it's huge and uh and very dark and stormy night-esque because everything goes awry when the power goes out Dun, sure. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So I, I I really, really like that one. Anything else coming out? I'm just going to plug There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins. Yes. It comes out in September. I have not read it yet, but I do have a copy sitting on my coffee table at home that I want to read. It's been described as a teen slasher story. Um, so sort of a YA version of Scream. Um, it's from Stephanie Perkins, who wrote uh, the book Anna and the French Kiss. So this is a uh, departure from her previous books, but it sounds really good. Right up my street, combines thriller and a uh, young adult, which I do enjoy as well. So I'm looking forward to reading that and having that come out in a few months, in a two months. I don't know what day it is. In the future. In September. In September. <laughs> Anything from you, Kristen? Um, nothing as far as mystery thrillers go that I can find, but I'm really looking forward to the book, uh, Caroline, and I'm trying to look up who the author is right now. I know she's on my to read list. Um, but it is basically the story of Carolyn Wilder. So, um, Laura Ingalls mother, uh, I think it's told from her perspective. I have a copy of it and I've been meaning to read it. Uh, but like I was talking about before, I really love the Laura Ingalls Wilder Little House books. So I'm excited to see kind of the grown up version of what pioneering life looked like back then and how frustrating it must have been for this mother to have to, you know, move her children and her family around from place to place. Um, and just what life must have been like back then for for a woman who who had to take care of the house and, you know, feed her family with 
the bare minimum. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really, really looking forward to that one. All right. Well, thanks everyone for coming on the podcast. Thank thanks you. for having Thank us. You. Yeah. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.